Welcome to the Jolly Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Barrett. This podcast is for those who are interested in the conversation around equity, diversity, and inclusion. Each week, I'll be interviewing a guest who has something special to share or is actively part of building solutions in the space. Let's get started. Imani Kaumba has been a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated for over 35 years. Imani is currently a member of the Delta Iota Iota chapter in the Central Valley of California. Imani has held several leadership positions within the fraternity, from Basilius, President, to Keeper of Finance, Treasurer. Imani currently holds the position of Keeper of Records and Seal, Secretary. He was elected Omega Man of the Year in 2021 and 2022 by his chapter, and NorCal Omega Man of the Year in 2022 by the NorCal District. Imani has dedicated his life to the advancement and betterment of all Black people everywhere. Imani considers himself a Pan-Africanist. Imani holds a bachelor's degree in African-American studies from San Jose State University, and he's the sole proprietor of Unchain and Unchange Movement. You can contact Imani at imani.kuumba at Delta Iota Iota Q's org. That's I-M-A-N-I dot K-U-U-M-B-A at Delta, D-E-L-T-A, I-O-T-A, I-O-T-A, Q-U-E-S dot org. Well, I am so excited to have Imani Kaumba with me today. You are such a friend, brother, I just so appreciate you. So I'm excited to have you here representing your fraternity. And so for Black History Month, one of the things I wanted to do is really just highlight these tremendous organizations, the Divine Nine, as they're called. And your fraternity, of course, is one of those. So I was hoping you could give us a little a little background on how the Omegas got started and uh, maybe a little bit about what they're focused on. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad to be here. And yes, I I consider you a friend as well. My name is Imani Kaumba. I'm a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. And we got started on Friday evening, November 17th, 1911, at the campus of Howard University, where we had three undergraduate students uh, Edgar A. Love, Oscar J. Cooper, and Frank Coleman, with the assistance of their faculty advisor, Ernest Everett Just. And they met in uh, Brother Just's uh, office, which was the biology office, which is now known as the Third Kill Hall. Uh, and they came up with Omega Sci-Fi. At that time, they came up with uh, four cardinal principles, manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and uplift, as well as the motto, Friendship is essential to the soul. And they came up with the Greek symbols, Omega, Psi, Phi, which interpreted is as friendship is essential to the soul. Love it. And um, we work and we are mandated as chapters to do uh, mandated programs. And we have at least 10 of those. We got two added this year. They haven't came across the 
haven't came haven't been enacted or acted yet, but the ones we've been doing in the past and we'll we'll continue to do is Achievement Week. And that's when we have our Founders Day banquet, which you probably have been to or even heard of, where we uh, give recognition to all the brothers who have done good in their community, as well as um, citizens in the community we give awards to. We have scholarships. We have do social action. We have a talent hunt program. In fact, our, our chapter here at Delta Iota Iota is doing our first talent hunt and it was coming up in March. And so right now we're doing the uh, auditions and seeking talent now. So if you know any high school uh, students who have talent, who wants to be in it, they can uh, contact us on our website at um, Delta Iota Iota Q's org. Uh, we also have memorial service where we recognize all the uh, fallen men of Omega. Every 12th of March, we have a, a memorial service. Reclamation and retention, we try to reclaim and retain uh, members. Uh, college endowment fund, we give at least $50,000 a year to all the uh, historically black community and colleges. Health initiative. Um, voter registration, education, and mobilization. And also we support the NAACP. Uh, we ask all members to be members of NAACC, NAACP, as well as we mandate every chapter to be a life member. So we finally adhered to that this year and became a life member with the Stockton branch of the NAACP. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. So with, I mean, and you're probably one of the best people to answer this question, but when, when I think about the divine nine and, you know, all of the organization that had to come about from really 1906 through, uh, what, 1963, uh, with so many of those organizations being created, I mean, what's your opinion of what that has done for the African-American community over the years. Now we're into 2023. I mean, yes. Um, you talk about the, uh, the foundation or the, the growth of the black community. And most of the organizations started to allow us as a people to have something that's in common and that we can do for ourselves and be about ourselves. And so with the alphas, 1906 started with them and um and i appreciate the alphas and how they started in 1906 because they kept some africanness to it even though we're representing greek organizations and so i like part of that they had the sphinx as well as um some of the things that they do so they kept that part of africa connected to have kept us connected to it but it's, it's very important that and one of the things that we realize as we see black people, we tend to gather in cliques. We gather who we feel comfortable with around. And that's no problem. We started out in Africa as tribes and we still have tribes in Africa. But the problem comes in when we think one tribe is better than another tribe and we practice what we call, quote unquote, tribalism. So this organization didn't fit for me. So somebody said, you know what? I think we should have this organization that's kind of fits for me and we will attract other people. And that's what the, uh, our fraternity and sororities have done. 
to attract our people, to give them a space where they can feel and feel comfortable with who they are different from other African-Americans because we're def- we're not monolithic. We, we come in different shapes and sizes, different attitudes, different opinions and all that stuff. So they helped that even to the last one, Iotas in 1963, so far apart. You know, even they say, hey, I'm not feeling the other ones. I feel different. So let's do this. So it's, it's all good. As long as we don't uh, practice that divide and conquer that we've been taught to do. And I think it worked out for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. I think Omegas are certainly known for their stepping along with many of the Divine Nine. Really, all of them have some form of step. Um, I know you've done a lot of research on stepping, and I'm wondering if you can maybe give us a little bit of history when it comes to stepping and where it came from and kind of why it's so significant. Yes, I can do that. Let me start with saying that Omegas, we do have a, a distinctive way of stepping. In fact, we call it hopping. So we we come from stepping to marching to hopping, and that's omegas. Everyone else still step and march, and could we bring something different to the table? It used to be called marching, and then stepping became the new phrase for that. It comes out of Africa in the 1900s. We we can start with uh, what they. Uh, of course, we know the drum and the rhythmic and the beat and the clapping and all that comes, and that's all the stepping is. It was in 1739 where they had uh, what they called Stono Rebellion, which was in South Carolina. It was um, near what they called the Stono Riverbank. And we had about 20 enslaved Africans rebelling, um, going down the street drumming, gathering more enslaved Africans and starting a rebellion. Of course, with the drumming, it bring attention not to just the more enslaved Africans to join, but the the colonists who was colonizing and enslaving us. So eventually they broke that up, killed most of them. And then as a takeoff to that, they outlawed drumming. You couldn't play the drum or own a drum. So with that, of course, with that creative genius, Africans started clapping on their bodies to create that rhythmic drum effect, uh, clapping their hands. And of course, you know, every time you clapping and, and hitting yourself, you know, you always find yourself um, taking a step here, taking a step there. So that's one of the things that we had that gave a rise to stepping as we know it today. Uh, then the other thing that was in history was they called this guy, it was um, Henry, and he was called, known as Master Juba. And it was a combination of African dancing and Irish um, jig. And you know, the Irish came over here as indigenous servants as we was enslaved. So they do a lot of dancing too. So it was a combination of the African dancing and, and uh, Irish jig. And with that combination, this guy, Juba, he mastered it. He did it better than anybody else did, even white Irish who tried to be competitive with him. 
So he gained the name Master Juba. So he actually was a precursor to um, tap dancing because the way he tapped and danced and stepped and all that. And he would do a little bit of that hopping we was talking about. So he would get up in the air and come down. And so that's what kind of separated him from that for the white Irish steppers or the um, uh, jiggers. Um, also, what you probably seen and heard is in uh, South Africa, we had the gumboot dancing. So that was 1888, where in South Africa, you had the migrant workers go into South Africa, work in the mines, and use, and they would be in the stagnant water. So eventually, you know, when you got water in that stagnant, it creates um, disease. And so they would get sick. So what the um, owners did of the, um, the mines, they bought the the workers what they call gum boots, which come knee high. So they would put the knee high gum boots on. And then, of course, they wasn't able to communicate with each other. So they would create a communication with slapping on their boots. And of course, they was chained at the time they was doing it as well. So they rattling the chain, slapping on their boots. You know, of course, doing a little humming. So they was communicate with each other. Then that became a phenomenon. So it came out of the mines above ground. And now you have um, gum boot, gum boot dancers in South Africa around the world as well. So there was three was the precursors to what we have modern day stepping, which the fraternities and sororities brought to existence in the 1900s in America. I love it. I love when you drop some knowledge on us, Imani. That's uh, I think a lot of people, I mean, I've heard so many people, whether they're, you know, black or otherwise, they don't always know about the divine nine, but they definitely don't know about the history that comes when we start talking about why we do what we do. No, and also, let me add real quick, before the fraternity story starts stepping, of course, they would do singing and chanting. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, the fraternities would always be able to sing because they got some good voices and they would serenade the women. Women would come around and watch them. Then eventually, if you just think about it, eventually then you start just circling, singing. And then before you know it, you know, you walking and that step becomes a stomp. Then you'd be like, okay, what I got here? I got something right here, you know, okay. And then they probably looked into it themselves and found out, hey, okay, we can do more with this if we just do this and do that. And it's kind of like, but stepping didn't come right away. It was singing and chanting to celebrate the new members, to boast about their fraternity or the sorority over the other fraternity and sororities. And it's all within fun as well. So listen, let me say that too. And uh, we all have fun doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's pause for a moment. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for uh, giving us a little bit of background. So I do want to make sure that we give you um, some ample time to talk about uh, some of the, I know you talked about the talent hunt. Um, are there other events that you all have coming up? Uh, yes. Um, Delta Iota Iota chapter here in uh, Central Valley, home of the Die Hard Q, as we call it, uh, where we, uh, where the warm arms of Omega stretches far and nigh, comforting uh, homeless 
uh, feeding the hungry, and mentoring the youth. So that's what we do here in the Central Valley, along with those 10 uh, mandated programs that I mentioned earlier. So one of the things we got coming up is one of the things that I particularly came up with is what we call a Black love affair. And what I wanted to do with this, and my chapter agreed that we wanted to get this off the ground, is to bring our community together and show love. And, and when we talk about Black love, and essentially always simple is self-love. Simple as we can say is self-love. You can't love someone else if you don't love yourself. So we want to promote um, self-love, and we want to just highlight and call it Black love. We're not saying that we're against any other type of love, but we just want to highlight our love, Black love. So we have an, a dance and um, dinner on February 18th at the Hilton in Stockton. Uh, starts at 6.30, and you can go to uh, eventbrite.com, search uh, uh, Black Love Affair. You should be able to find it there, and hopefully we can get a link in this uh, to that. And the tickets are $65, and these the proceeds goes to our scholarship. Once again, the things that we talked about earlier that we give out um, every year to high school students that's um, going to college. Fantastic. I love it. And it's for it's for singles, couples, whoever wants to come join you. Oh, yes. Single or couples. If you're a single, invite more <laughs> singles. If you're a couple, invite more couples, you know. To, to have fun. We want to have most fun as possible. And part of what we're going to have along with that is the music. It's the music that brings us together. It's the music that that keep us entertained or in, in engaging with each other. And so we're going to have some music. We have one of our famous DJs around here, uh, DJ Dwayne. Right. So he's going to be in the house. And of course, he knows his music. He's, he's going to look at um, what era you come from, what generation, he's going to play your song. You're going to be like, that's my song. And so we want to highlight some songs and, and uh, also highlight our women in our lives as well as uh, you women highlight the men in your lives. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. A Black Love Affair. Yes. And and I think uh, you are encouraging African attire as well. Uh, yes, I am. Thank you. Um, this is a big part of it. We want to show our culture, and it is um, uh, theme African attire is not uh, mandatory or required, but it's a suggestion. And if you don't have your 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 all out African skirt dress that you want to wear, or you thought you would be wearing, uh, come in your best evening and accent it with um, a hair wrap, uh, African print hair wrap, uh, waist. Uh, uh, belt or uh, uh, shawl, uh, as well as the men could do a hat, bow tie, or a scarf over their suit if they don't have the African uh, garb, African attire that they would like to have or think they need to have. But we are recommending African attire. And, you know, with that, we see ourselves dressed up in a suit, tie, gown, and we, we know we look good. So just imagine how we're going to look with some African attire. All right. That's it. And we're taking pictures and we're giving the pictures out. So we will uh, be um, taking pictures and be able to give the pictures out. My daughter is taking pictures and she thinks she's pretty good at taking pictures. So I'm going to give her a chance. 
to show her uh, show off her, her art. Style. That's it. That's it. We gotta yep. support each That's other. It. You know, I'm all about Ujama. That's my thing. Yes. So anytime we can promote and um, you know connect and collaborate, I just love it. So um, any anything else you want to drop on us, Imani? Yes, if I could think about it once again, when we talk about the fraternities, sororities, different organizations, and I say to the people who are not in the organization, get in some organization. And I read somewhere, actually, I know exactly where I read it from. Uh, Kwame Nkrumah, the first president of Ghana, he said, any organization is better than no organization. So that means even if you... yes. Even if we see bad organizations, don't frown on it because they're organized. And all we got to do is lead them in the right direction. And it's easier to get started and get things done when you're organized. But if, if you're not organized, it's hard to get started. So get in some organization that's um, uplifting and, and uh, making our people progress. Amen to that. I love it. Love it. All right. Well, I cannot thank you enough, Imani Kumba. For joining us. I'm looking forward to a Black love affair. And, um, you know, we're always encouraged to be able to give back to the community uh, through scholarships. Um, and I just so much appreciate your passion and drive in, you know, leading the organization and your chapter out here, um, because I know there are many Omegas, many out there. Um, but I appreciate you taking the time to come and join me on the Jolly podcast and talk a little bit about Omega Sci-Fi. All right. Uh, Melissa, I appreciate it. And uh, I've enjoyed this. And um, it's going to inspire me to um, go to the meeting I have to go to now with the bros. <laughs> and uh, have them, uh, once I get the link, I'll make sure they watch it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all about promoting each other. So, um, yes, thank you for, and please express my appreciation for all that they are doing and anything I can do to help, uh, encourage you all, you know, I'm, I'm right here. So, um, thank you for all you're doing for the community and I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me on the Jolly Podcast. Please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.